It is finally over. Jason Garrett has been fired by the New York Giants. Thank God. It's crazy that it happened today. I really did not expect it. I said to you guys last night, I'd be surprised that on a six-day week, the Giants would fire Jason Garrett because they played Monday night. Then they play Sunday. So I'm confused as to why he wasn't fired during the bye week. That would have made a lot more sense. But hey, I'm happy either way. There's seven games left, and we get to see what Daniel Jones looks like with Freddie Kitchens, who's probably a competent play caller as compared to Jason Garrett. So this news was broken by uh, Pat Leonard, that was who uh, reported it first. And then Jordan Ronan just said Freddie Kitchens is expected to call plays moving forward. That's no surprise, of course. And if you guys remember, Freddie Kitchens last year was calling plays when Jason Garrett was out for that one game with COVID against the Browns, and Colt McCoy was the quarterback, but the Giants actually called a good game in that game. Like, Freddie Kitchens, I feel like, is not going to be that bad. So, if Freddie Kitchens can be average, that's a massive upgrade over Jason Garrett, obviously. I will take that in a heartbeat. I don't know if Freddie Kitchens is the play caller of the future, but this seven-game showcase will definitely go a long way for him. I like Freddie Kitchens as a person. He seems like a nice guy. And if he can just be a lot better than Jason Garrett, we might be all right as an offense. Hopefully. We have the weapons for it. We know that. Is the offensive line good? Not really. Is our quarterback that good? Right now, not really. But there's a chance Daniel Jones actually kind of improves by a decent amount with a better play caller. And there was no reason to keep Jason Garrett around anymore. I, as a Giants fan, it was so just it was it says it was such a defeating feeling to watch Jason Garrett week after week do the same nonsense and put out the worst offense in football since he's been here the Giants have the least amount of offensive touchdowns since Jason Garrett's been here and if you remember yesterday's game right the only reason the Giants scored a touchdown was because they started at the five yard line like without the Adore Jackson interception the Giants may have gotten no touchdowns yesterday at Tampa Jason Garrett you know don't let the 10 points fool you right he it was basically a three-point performance by the Giants offense at Tampa last night Jason Garrett has been the worst play caller in football since he's been here. It's been 26 games now, and that it's 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 been too long. It, it honestly should have been fired this past offseason. He should not have been here. We saw nothing last year to make us believe, oh, maybe Jason Garrett's the guy. Maybe things are moving in the right direction. And of course, the Giants probably let the you know the five and three finish last year kind of talk them into it. But Jason Garrett showed us nothing as a fan base and showed nothing, you know, even the Giants players even. Nobody should have believed that this guy was the answer at offensive coordinator. I understand why John Mayer did it. I understand why John Mayer brought him in. John Mayer, of course, hires Joe Judge, 38 year old head coach they have a young defensive coordinator and Patrick Graham is pretty unproven so um, I'm sure John Mayer said to himself well look we have two young coaches I need a guy who has head coaching experience and a guy I'm familiar with and he went with Jason Garrett and that was the worst decision possible Daniel Jones in 2019 thrived in a west coast offense and then for some reason you hire a guy that's running like an early 2000s late 1990s type offense in Jason Garrett Right, Jason Garrett has had some nice plays as a Giants offensive coordinator, but a lot more bad than good. I saw, you know, Jason Garrett got chewed out by Dan Orvlosky, um on ESPN. There was a third down play where three guys were in the same area of the field, right over the middle, right? There was only one guy running an actual route, and then Daniel Jones kind of left out to dry. So while I do admit Daniel Jones individually has to play better himself, this will help him. It only can help, right? It can only it can only help to get uh, Jason Garrett as far away from Daniel Jones as possible. And now I'm excited to see what this offense looks like the final seven games. I'm not saying things will change drastically. I'm not saying the Giants will put up 30 points per game, although that would be great. But things will be better here. This offense will be better than it has been for the past 26 games once again. I saw this graphic earlier. It was tweeted out by Mike Clay. Um, and basically, it's offensive touchdowns in the NFL since the start of the 2020 season, so last year. So the Giants come in at last at 42 offensive touchdowns, right? 
Last. Last in the NFL. Worse than the Jets. Worse than the Jaguars. Worse than the Bears. Washington. Panthers. Worse. They're the last, right? Since Jason Garrett's been here. So the Giants had 42, right? Remember, 42. Some of the best teams in the NFL, the Buccaneers had 95. The Packers had 93. Titans, 89. Bills, 89. Saints, 89. Chiefs, 86. Like, how... I don't understand how you're that much worse than everybody else. I have no idea how Jason Garrett even kept his job this long. It makes no sense to me. I told you guys last night in the video, I said it on stream, and I said it in the post-game reaction. If you guys at your jobs performed as badly as Jason Garrett has at his job, you'd be fired. And thank God it finally happened. It happened too late, and I think we may have already ruined Daniel Jones' career by now, but still, at least he's gone. That's all I could say. You know, I came in, I woke up this morning, and I was disappointed as hell. I was angry. And at least now, you know, at 1 o'clock on, on Monday or Tuesday here, at least there's some, there's some like, uh, there's some positive news. There's like a little, little bit of hope now. I, I think Jason, I think Jason Garrett leaving is going to help this offense a lot. And, you know, Freddie Kitchens, we saw it last year. He pushed the ball downfield with Colt McCoy. He was more aggressive. I went over that in the, the video I made a couple weeks ago about comparing Derek Carr and Daniel Jones' stats, how in the one game that Freddie Kitchens was here, his um, the intended air yards under Freddie Kitchens were a lot more than Daniel Jones with Jason Garrett. And Colt McCoy is not a great deep ball thrower. He's not. But the fact that Freddie Kitchens was more aggressive with Colt McCoy than Jason Garrett was with Daniel Jones, it should tell you a lot. So I'm happy he's gone, of course. Every Giants fan should be happy. And now I'm looking forward to see how much this will change things. I don't know how much will change. I really don't. But I do think the Giants might go from the 32nd ranked offense to somewhere from 20 to, uh, to 20 to 25, somewhere respectable. You know, I'm not expecting to be a top 15, top 10 offense, but if we can be somewhat respectable and our defense can actually step up, like, you know, unlike last night, but the past three games, um, then I think the Giants might end the year, you know, nicely, like a four and three record to close things out, which may not be good for our draft pick, but at least things will be trending in the right direction. And, you know, I, I still can't believe he was hired. I honestly don't get it. I, I still can't believe that Jason Garrett was supposed to be the answer. And as I said before, I have gained so much more respect for Tony Romo and every other Cowboys offensive player because they dealt with this guy and somehow made it work. And, and Jason Garrett had all the personnel in the world, the great offensive line. Romo's a great quarterback. Dak's really good. You know, Des Bryant, DeMarco Murray, all those guys, you know, Zeke Elliott, you know, every weapon in the world. And that's why it worked. Jason Garrett never did anything to elevate that offense. And he came here, and for some reason, he lasted 26 games once again. And it's been awful. Like, there were rumors last year in the early part of the season that Jason Garrett might get fired. Somehow, he made it all the way to week 12 of 2021. I still don't believe that, but... At least it's over, and John Mara, of course, has a relationship with Jason Garrett, and I'm sure it hurt him to do that to his friend, but this is for the best interest of the Giants. I always think that way myself. Like, what's in the best interest of the Giants, and this was for the best interest of the Giants. Get rid of Jason Garrett. I feel bad for him. I'm sure Garrett's a nice guy, but it was awkward because it seemed like Jason Garrett never had that relationship with Joe Judge the same way Joe Judge had a relationship with Patrick Graham. Like, they had a tight relationship, and then you see Jason Garrett just like that outsider guy who's just like calling plays yeah, he, I feel like he didn't really have much of a, a relationship with Joe Judge I could be wrong but just based on what we've seen from the media and whatnot it seems like they weren't all that close and Joe Judge it, it seemed like Jason Garrett was never a Joe Judge hire so you know once again I don't know why it took this long but I'm happy it's over and thank God it is and remember guys the entire offensive playbook's not going to change this will still be Jason Garrett's playbook we are way too deep into the season to completely change everything right it's almost December now right so you can't change the entire playbook but what this will do 
is give Freddie Kitchens access to just change the philosophy of this team and call more plays where they go downfield more and call more plays where the offense is more aggressive and things like that. So while the entire offense can change, we can't change the entire scheme. There's a lot of change in the philosophy and the different play calls they can make. So not everything's like changed, but at least the guy calling the plays is different. And if Freddie Kitchens is at least any better than Jason Garrett, this will help out the offense a lot. So it sucks that we can't just implement Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay's offense into this, you know, offense right now, but that's just the way it is. These guys already know the whole playbook and the terminology. It is what it is. We're too deep into the season, and once again, they should have fired Garrett last offseason, but that's too far behind us now. So, you know, I do wish things could be completely different, but we'll see some changes, and that's definitely enough to be excited for going forward. I still can't really fathom that Jason Garrett had 26 games as the offensive coordinator and couldn't put up over 30 points once. It's really bad. Like, the Giants scored 34 points one time at Dallas, but that was a defensive touchdown, so that's why they got there. But I have no idea how in 2020 and 2021, where all the rules in the NFL favored the offense so, so much with the ticky-tack, pass interference calls, and all that crap, how you can't put up 30 points in one game. Like, as I said, there's three teams that coming into this week were averaging 30 points per week, and Jason Garrett couldn't do it one time in 26 games. It's, it's embarrassing. It really is. And hopefully we see a 30-point game from Freddie Kitchens. That'd be cool as Giants fans will celebrate and kind of just like look at the uh, the irony of like, oh, well, Jason Garrett's gone and now he put up 30 points. What a surprise. So we'll see what happens. And I, I don't think the offensive ceiling for the Giants is all that high with the offensive line they have and Daniel Jones not playing, you know, not playing well right now. Um, there's things that are definitely going to hinder this offense, but it's going to get better. So um, if Freddie Kitchens can put up 30 points one time, that would be fantastic. He can do it in seven games, and Garrett can't do it in 26 games. Says a lot about Jason Garrett. So, yeah, it was embarrassing. I, I had to throw that stat in there because it's still unbelievable. So I wanted to get the number here. So last year in Colt McCoy's one start when Freddie Kitchens was calling plays, Colt McCoy had an intended air yards per pass attempt of 9.4. That's very good, honestly. Like, Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones, I think I think Daniel Jones' intended air yards per pass attempt was like 8.2 or something. So to see that go from 8.2 to 9.4 is definitely a big improvement. And that's, once again, with Colt McCoy. So Colt McCoy is not who Daniel Jones is, right? We would think Daniel Jones is more talented. So... Yeah, I feel good about this. I do. Like, we have the weapons, right? We have Kenny Galladay. We have Kadarius Toney. We're going to have Sterling Shepard probably back soon. We have Saquon Barkley, who looks like a shell of his former self, but we still have him. Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, all these guys, and Darius Slayton. And we have the weapons. I mean, the offensive line isn't good. I get that. I mean, you know, there are offensive lines that are bad and still have decent offenses. It's not impossible, right? But it doesn't help. But, um... This team should put up points. They should. There's no reason why this team can't average at least 20 points per game with the personnel they have. They're, they're too talented, you know? And it's been embarrassing so far the entire year, even last year, of course. So far in 2021, the Giants are averaging 18.9 points per game on offense, which isn't far off from the 20 I was asking for, right? It's close, but... You know, there are teams, you know, this, the Giants are in like the bottom eight. Like, they're a really bad offense this year. We know that. And with the personnel they have, it should be a lot better. The Giants are near teams like the Texans, the Jaguars, the Lions, uh, the Bears, the Falcons, of course, had their wide receiver one uh, leave their team. Um, you know, the Jets, the Dolphins, it's the Seahawks. They had Geno Smith for a few games. So we're in some bad company. And Jason Garrett is, is one of the main reasons why. Now, does this make Daniel Jones a much better quarterback? That's the question. We might see a completely different Daniel Jones, and I'm excited for that. You know, I don't want to give up on the kid. He's a nice guy, and he works hard. He's a good team, and I know all that. 
But being honest so far, Daniel Jones has not looked that great. And the interceptions last night did not help his case whatsoever. But maybe, just maybe, this can help change Daniel Jones' career for the better. I don't know if Freddie Kitchens is the answer. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the answer. But this can only help. That's pretty much all I'm getting at. So this will help. And we'll find out over the last seven games if they can you know, make a big difference here. So the Giants get Philly this week. I'll have a preview for that game on Friday probably, but I saw the Eagles opened up as three and a half point favorites and the Giants are home, so you don't want to see that of course, and the Eagles are rolling right now on offense, they're rolling as a team honestly, so they're they're in a good spot, but I feel like the Giants now have a chance with Jason Garrett gone, I'm excited, so I want to see what happens on Sunday, I'm already excited for that, to see what happens with this offense, and maybe, just maybe Daniel Jones will turn this thing around and turn 2021 into a good season, we'll find out how it goes. Anyway... I'm happy about this. Last night sucked, but this helps a lot. Hopefully, this helps change everything with the Giants, and hopefully, the offense is now a competent offense and not one of the worst in the football. So, that will do it for this video. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed, and I will talk to you guys next time.